0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Jay Rose Experience. I'm your host, Jay Rose. Today's show is full of some big energy. Our guests are dope and full of so much insight. They have powerful voices. They're not afraid to speak for themselves or what they believe in. So I invited them on the show so we can talk about how big their voice is and how their voice affects their relationships. So please stay tuned. We'll also be playing off the top our favorite random improv game. And on our guest list today, we have Sam Azul and Emma Lee. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss this. Keep growing. J Rose Experience. I am your host, Jay Rose, and I'm here with my first guest, Sam Azul. She is a poet from New York and is currently working on her book titled In Regards To, which is a story about her experiences as a queer black female and how they all overlap each other. Welcome, Sam. Thank
1: you. Thank thanks you. for coming. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks I you. love Sam. She's an amazing
0: poet. <laughs> I drove all the way to D.C. just to see her oh perform. I love yes, um, you. With you. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, <laughs> so I definitely want to talk about how powerful you are as a poet. And I have a feeling that it wasn't something that you always knew. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was something you had to learn about yourself. I kind of get that sense. So Mm -hmm. if I'm right, Mm -hmm. or if I'm wrong, um, please let me know
1: how you were able to find such a powerful voice within you. Oh, man. Um, Well, a a part of you is right. Um, Not to say that I've I've ever had a problem speaking out. Like I have. No issues telling people how I feel at any given point in time. I don't know if that's a Sag or if that's Sam or if it's both.
0: We'll say both. It's a good combo.
1: Um, but, yeah, I think the catalyst for me was, was a breakup, believe really? it or not. Yeah, because a lot of times throughout the entirety of that relationship, a lot of it was um, me swallowing a lot of myself to mm-hmm. make room for my partner. So... A lot of what I needed to say never was said. Yeah. So I, uh, when I came back to poetry, because I took a very large um, hiatus for a while, mm-hmm. um, when I came back to it and I started going to open mics and sharing, it felt good to finally say what I felt like needed to be said. And I never, yeah. got a, never really got a chance to that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I've always loved spoken word. Really? I remember being like 13, 14, 15, watching YouTube Poetry Def Jam. Oh my god. And that gosh. used to be on TV. I used to, I watched Oh, yeah obsessed. yeah I can, oh, that was such a great show such a great show and i i can envision myself doing it but i never brought myself to yeah. a place of being able to say things that were so close to the chest for me
0: yeah so now the um well in regards to mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in regards to
0: mm-hmm. um what made you want to specifically zone in on the queer black female thing i mean I'm sure it must have been a, a journey, quite a journey. Indeed. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I Anybody mean, yes. in the audience that may be dealing with the same thing,
1: absolutely, and aren't really sure how to handle it. Um, absolutely. How would you make that? Um, I think for me, growing up, and I came to this conclusion throughout my. Spoken word journey, like actually performing on stages. I've I've always known myself as just a writer. Yeah, like I've, I'm sensitive about my shit. Right? So <laughs> <As people are. laughs> Everything is, is very close to me, and I was always very nervous about doing that. So um, coming to a place where I was comfortable hearing hearing my voice and being being that presence. Mm-hmm. Um, also, at the same time, I was going through this this uh, this space of coming into what it is for me to be. And know myself as a black woman, as a black woman who is queer, as a black woman walking into any environment. And I feel like I can't speak for every black woman Mm because it's just me. But um, I do feel like there's a point in our lives where we come into ourselves, yeah. um, especially as black women, because Mm -hmm. for me personally, uh, a lot of different labels were kind of thrown on me as a kid. Yeah.
0: What were some of the things that you had to here? Man, man,
1: man. So I went to school in a predominantly white neighborhood throughout like my last couple years of middle school and high school. Okay. Um, So everybody had a different projection of what I should be. And I never seemed to meet any of those standards because I was Mm. always just kind of awkward and weird and I always did my own thing. Which
0: is kind of cool. It's cool now to be yeah. awkward and weird, but yeah. back then... it, but was it, pro- it,
1: it wasn't then. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't then. And, um, you know, coming into my own, just in simple things like my hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it took me a while to come to a place where I became comfortable. And now that I finally am, I feel like all of these different avenues of my life, sexuality physicality, yeah. how, I, how I communicate all of those things are now coming to a head where I'm finally in a space where I look at myself and I am happy yeah. with every aspect of who I am and who I'm becoming. And I just think my story, I'm hoping my story can be inspiring to other... Absolutely. ...other black girls out there. Because we all rock. Yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> at what
0: point in your life did you realize that you had to be a voice for your sexuality?
1: Um, hmm... Probably in high school. Really? Yeah, <laughs> probably in high school. Um,
0: so it was always something that you recognized within absolutely, yourself.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It was always something that I that I knew of myself. Uh, I wasn't ready to bring it to the spotlight at all growing yeah. up. Yeah, um, which is
0: understandable at that age. Yeah,
1: but yeah, definitely in high school, I I felt it and kind of expressed it in channeling energies. So I have a tendency to be a very as you can see, my performance is very powerful, very yes. aggressive um, voice. A lot of that comes from how I fit within my, how, what's comfortable for me and my yeah. gender and all of that good stuff. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. And, um, I want to know, other than in regards to what else can we look forward to from Yay! Sam Azul in 2020?
1: So there's, there's also. Um, I know she has something on her sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. It actually comes out, I believe, in two weeks on February 1st. Yes! Super excited. It's a, a joint compilation between myself and 26 of us of our other spoken word artists really? from New York yeah yeah and um I don't know if you know who AVP is you yes, know who, of AVP, course is. I know who yes. AVP is yes so he actually produced the entire thing we went to the studio we recorded a couple of pieces um is it like an album or it's, like a pro- it's a project it's a, it's a project yeah but it's all it, and he won't tell us the entire thing he's still keeping his secrets okay AVP so I'm there are there, to me too listen he, keeps dropping like little nuggets of what it's supposed to look like I have the um the promo video on my page if you guys want to check it out feel free to I am just as excited as you are um
0: so you guys got together did poetry yeah, yeah.
1: yep uh we all pretty much linked up at the studio one day in Brooklyn and there are so many different voices mm. that are on this project that I just cannot wait I personally cannot wait for you guys here, it's going to be fun. Did you already know
0: everybody involved or did you get to meet um, a lot of new I people?
1: I got to meet quite a few people I had known of, but not actually spoken to. Or met in person. Right, right. right. So it was like, it's, it's almost like a, like a geek out moment. Like, I, I see you on yeah. Instagram, yeah, on side, no. but I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. So there was a lot of that. And, um it was just cool just to just sit back and all of our elements yeah. as combined as they were. It was just, it was an amazing experience. So that's one of the things I am looking forward to sharing Ooh, with you guys. So yeah. I can't wait.
0: So we got the book. Yes. We got the the project, the compilation project coming yeah. up. So 2020 is off to a great start for Sam. It is. Um, Do you think you have a little bit of time to give us a little
1: poetry? Yeah, of
0: course. Yes?
1: Of course.
0: Yay. (laughs) Okay, stay tuned. We'll be right back with a really
1: dope performance from Sam Azul. Peace. (laughs) I was born in wildfires. And although it's still burning, I loved. I invited you to sit with me aflame, to walk in the destruction we made, and you did so while you felt heat and saw smoke. But once those flames turned blue, you at claimed I was too much for you, claimed I burned too brightly, seed you too quickly, needed too much, and you, you couldn't keep up with all of the flare-ups and the constant banning, all of which I needed to keep burning for you. And so, Without protection for myself, I kept burning on a never-ending wick, reminding myself that I could still love for me. I enjoy my heat, all of the colors of my flames. I am never too much, never extra. I am exactly what I need. So keep moving to cooler climates and take that ice with you. I have no clarity for love or of the lights. Only enough room for me to keep loving on fire, searing the world with the best parts of me, Welcome these demolitions with the grace of a thousand queens because I, I am free. I am magic. I am the fire within my mother's belly. And you will know me as poetry.
0: Okay, so anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a big makeup person. So when I have to get all glammed up, I go to La Creme Faces. I can only go to somebody that I can trust with my face. They specialize in glam makeup and even special effects makeup. So you could be turned into the beauty or even the beast. So make sure you follow them on Instagram and make your appointment today at La Creme Faces. Welcome back to the J. Rose Experience. I'm your host, J. Rose. And I'm here with my next guest, Emily. She's a Ugandan-born, NYC-raised artist, creator, and artivist. And she's working on a really dope album titled The People vs. Emily. So please give a warm welcome to Emily. Hey, Blue. what's hey, up, Queen? queen? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing to the show. so much better to be sitting here with you. Oh, man. I hear that. I hear that. Thanks so much for coming. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the first time I met you. Yeah. Because it was uh, at an event that I was the only poet on the lineup. Um, but when I met you, I thought you were there for videography. Yeah. Because you also do. Wow. You also do production. Um, so she had the camera and she's like, you know, taking videos and pictures and being all super bubbly and like, all like, I'm like, yo, oh, she's mad, like, hyped and sweet. And then you got on stage and like ripped it. And I stood there and I was like, who is this kid?
2: Yo, I remember your exact words when I got off stage. You was like, you, first of all, you were standing at the bottom of the steps of the stage like, like this. So you really just got, and then I was like,
0: I was like, yeah, Shay Rose, oh my God, did I do
2: good? Or whatever I was saying. And you were like, you betrayed me, like you betrayed And I was like, what? Oh my God, and then, that was the first day we met. So of course I'm like, oh my God, what I do? Like, oh my God, why is she coming at me like this? You was like, yo, you're like the sweetest, quietest thing. Like, how could you go up there? And I was like, oh my
0: God, really? Yes, yeah, total split like personalities. <laughs> I mean, in a, in a great way, and, and I always love um, female artists like you because you. a lot of times they look at women and they're like, oh, she's cute, you know, that's cute, and then you go up there and you actually have bars, you have talent, you have substance, mm-hmm. and it, you're and then you're powerful. You just went up there and like I was shocked. She she's one of those people that you just like. Where, where did all this voice come out of me? little person? that was the person? first time I
2: spit that piece, too, that night. Oh, my and God. That acapella, yeah, that was crazy. That, that, was,
0: um, that was a dope night. That was a by-faith night. Definitely.
2: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Definitely. Um, so, how, do people typically respond the way I responded when they see you perform for the first time? Um, I
2: do get that. I do get that. Um, it's a mixed bag because... Being in hip-hop, most of the time, when you go out to perform, you're performing in front of mostly guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of the guys already have their... You know, it's a boys' club. Yeah, Yeah. like a lot of the entertainment industry. Entourage. (laughs) Yeah, and... um, so some people are really like, oh she, like, oh she can't do like, oh yeah. she, I don't know, I don't know. And then some people are just put off by the fact that you would be that. It sounds really weird to say, like, but like they're
0: intimidated or something. You
2: know what? I know I know a few people are intimidated and they just won't admit it, but I feel like some people like um when you express yourself in a certain way sometimes you're expressing a reflection of something in other people Mm -hmm. and sometimes people aren't ready for that reflection yeah so i feel like sometimes i spit and i'm and i'm up there and i'm facing all my fears and i'm you know i'm cutting through all this red tape and i'm doing what i'm doing and maybe this the, the guy or whoever that is in that position um hasn't done that in their own life so they feel like oh like so she's just gonna come in here like Facing all these fears and yeah. being all powerful, and now everybody <laughs> clapping for her and shoot. I mean, I mean, if I did that, I wouldn't be getting all that applause yeah. just because. And then it's minimized, you know. But oh, because
0: oh, you're a woman, right? Right, like a, a or kid, whatever. The right, know, right. The you
2: but it's like, at the end of the day, like, I came with the bars, fam. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't huh? I came, you know what I mean? And I think that, that's really what it's about is like, I'm doing the, I'm doing personal work that maybe they haven't done yet mm-hmm. and it's hard for them to swallow. So it's really easy to just like, you know, like when you, people walk by and like they kick over like yeah. the toy of a little kid, it's like, oh, well you're just a little kid so I can kick it
0: over. Nobody's yeah. going to say nothing. So now uh, you are definitely a big time hip hop head, I could i already know um so what was your first your like earliest memory of hip-hop my earliest
2: memory of hip-hop let's see let's see let's see it would have to be just the street like everything i was going on in the street because me and my mother came to new york city at two years old oh wow my father was like in italy somewhere um finishing school or some kind of work situation which was the reason why we was able to come over here and um the off the first place we came was harlem okay was, and that was like it was live and <laughs> i had to be like 1990 we came um so just in the street like music i just remember that i can still remember like the feeling of just like music Pumping out of boom boxes and just like the the graph on the walls and people huddled up in ciphers. And I couldn't really p- put it all together at yeah. that age, but I just remember the feeling of just like, wow, well, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, they didn't, neither, they got divorced eventually, but neither my mother or my father played hip hop in the house. Oh, like, wow. Neither one of them. It was not a thing no. at all. So, um, where did you get your fix? From the street from street from school from after school from like neighbors blasting it so it was like always like a curiosity and then um the first time I rhymed was f- I was writing poetry okay. for a long time um I always kept a little composition notebook to this day I still like I collect them yeah. and do saying I still it's something about the pen in your hand and putting it on paper, yeah. There's something about that. I don't know. It's like getting library books. Like some people yeah. are like, "Oh, just get the audiobook. I'm like, I feel you. I just, can't, no. I just, can't, I can do it, but I just, I need. Can, I stop. I tune it out after yeah, a while. Yeah, need to, I need to physically I need that physical feel. Age. And then like being a weird like arty kind of nerdy girl, I like like the smell of library books. Yeah. I don't know. It's a smell. It is a smell. It's a smell. <laughs> and then like. Writing in your notebook and seeing the words and even like when I was in school, that was a tool to help me like get through classes oh, and memorize that's like stuff. Retained. Retaining stuff. Yeah, yeah, go over it, then write it, look back at my writing, and I to this day a lot of times I memorize things and I remember how it looked on the page when I wrote it.
0: How do you what's something that you We just do? went horribly off topic. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, this is totally fine. Um just let me to my next question. Perfect. Um, how do you what are some of like your tips and practices to help you memorize other Mm -hmm. than like writing um writing definitely a big
2: one um oh a big one i do now um is I have a recorder in my phone oh. or I used to have a recorder. Like I used to sing in a, a gospel choir and I what? would take the, yeah, girl. You sing too? That, I will say that actually, oh. that, that's a little cat out the bag. Okay. There, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Um, you guys sing to on be, the next project? The- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes? Yeah, I'm singing oh, on the Oh, I can't wait. Um, so we used, I used to always bring it to rehearsal and just set it and... Set it and forget it, and then come home and then rehearse back with it and stuff. And then I started doing that with my rhymes. So like, let's say there's something that I really uh, like. I really want to nail down. Um, I'll write it physically by hand, then look over that writing, um, and you can even go back and highlight. You know, whatever. Like, just have your way with that written form. Yeah. Then I'll spit it into the recorder and turn it into like an mp3 or a wave, send it to myself, download it. So now when I'm on the train, when I'm going, I'm listening to myself. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a big one that helps me a lot.
0: Was that like, was that challenging? I feel like for me to memorize my poetry is one of my biggest challenges. So when it comes to you and creating your your work, what's one of the biggest challenges that you face? Mm.
2: You know what, honestly, um, and I just saw this in like a uh, Joyce Carol Oates popped up in my little YouTube feed and she was like the biggest, it was like her masterclass, whatever. Uh-huh. She was like the biggest obstacle to, to being a writer, to being an artist. And I was like, I, I stopped for a I was doing something else and I stopped and she was like distraction. And I was like, mm. <laughs> yes. Oh. I had to watch the whole ad after that. Cause I was like, oh my God, yo, you right. And honestly, for me, distraction and everything else going on in my life that is taking me away from the art, including myself, that's the biggest thing. Like making the time and making it a priority and situating your time management and, um, and all your responsibilities around the art. Is so pivotal. Like, if I don't do that, um, it's like things don't get done, and then you lose inspiration time. You're always preoccupied with everything else going on. You're trying to cram this, you're rushing here, you're losing sleep. Yeah, so I would have to say, um, distraction and time management, to be honest.
0: I definitely could see that. Um, So, mm, just one last question. Sure um who is someone that supports you but you are surprised that they're at it? like who's one of your most surprising supporters this girl
2: named B Girl k uh in uganda wow okay she reached out to me over instagram and was just like I'm so enamored by everything you do. I think you're amazing. Thank you for representing us. Like you're so beautiful and like I just respect your work. And then she started like reposting my stuff. She'll put it up in stories. She sends me like opportunities for applications for stuff here. Like oh, stuff wow. that like has nothing to do with her. Uganda is not gonna make her no money. It's not gonna just stuff that's gonna help me get to my next level. She'll send it to me and wow. Yo, I cry. I show so. yeah. you're okay. And I, rep- I just reposted her on my Instagram because she's dope. She's a dancer. She teaches. She has a whole platform. Um, they teach dance in the streets to, to kids, anybody in the street. Oh, wow. Um, just hip-hop dance and MCs. And they bring people together and do
0: like real hip-hop stuff yeah. in Uganda. so That's so dope. Isn't it? It's so surprising that those really are some of our biggest um, supporters. Complete strangers. Complete strangers. Ain't that something? I'm sorry, friends and family. <laughs> I love y'all. I really do. But y'all be the last people to show up to my events. It's really Facts. the strangers, the the people that we actually know through the digital world, that are our digital friends and family. Like those people are the ones that are like coming out to the events, reposting your stuff, Facts. t-shirts, sending t-shirts to me to just to show love. Right. Artwork. Artwork. You saw that? Somebody, Somebody I just, just painted me. Yeah. What? Like what? One of the biggest forms of flattery is for someone to put you into into their, like, heart. Um, I think that that's super like dope. dope. And that piece was fire.
2: Yeah, I just got it in the mail the other day. I'm oh. like, yo. It's you me cried a Did you cry for thing. that
0: too? No. <laughs> I would have cried. I would have been like, oh my God. Yo. Okay, so, you mind giving us a little taste of those <laughs> bars? Yes. Okay. okay. okay we're going to be right back, back with Emily. She's going to spit some bars for us. All right, Peace.
2: Citrus Skin, Melanin, Zestin' Acids, healing the Malice, Med School of the Ancient Masters. Lemon Lime, Green Hornet, Green Jacket, and Sex at Intersection, swinging Steel to Capture Masters. With Red Candle and Black Magic, our Green Jacket. With Green Dot to Black Cards from Red lining, then Jack Hearts for Book Spades and Club Diamonds. We such a troublesome deck, Inspector Clan for Triumph. Machine raging, it's Emma against the signs of timing A flowing whiff, I be like water with the Bruce Lee science My roster making imposter right out of any challenge Like me, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan or Randy Savage We flying saucers and dripping saucers, my fruit is passion Feline barking, I in I prison package For catalogs, get my palms, my shit is tragic But who am I, who am I, Petey Pie? who asking? These artist souls is for sale, I feel the price is slashing too many anesthetic images. The air is gassy. So state your ID. That's in the depth, Protect the gasket. But how the media and rapid tax raptor cap the smack latifa five for diva professed just said. Pregnant pause for the seeds. Pull cards of fraud. Strip teps of beads, bitch.
0: Whether it's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between, you want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. So go visit my girl, Queen Candace, at The Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter money moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE. Use code JRose20 for 20% off of all our financial services. Welcome back to the Jay Rose Experience. I'm your host, Jay Rose, and I'm here with my two guests. I brought them back on set. We have Emily and Sam Mazul, and we're going to dig into a little deeper uh, at the life of being a creative, and um, and we're going to play our game off the top. Make sure you guys stick around so you can play too. Um, so <clears throat> what I want to talk about today with you guys is something called your voice versus relationships. Mm-hmm. Round one. OK? Um, round zero.
1: <laughs> round right. zero. Round negative one. <laughs> right. right, right, right. right.
0: Um, so what I really want to dig into is how being so outspoken and so creative has affected your relationships in the past. Um, it's not easy being an outspoken woman. And it's not easy being a creative person in general. So when we are involved with people, it definitely affects that. So I want to hear some of your experiences with that.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you like how you both did that. I don't know. <laughs>
2: well, I, on a quick twist of it, a lot of my relationships, and I use that also with not even just intimate partners. Just like having friends is work, like a relationship, mm-hmm. even relationship with people in your family that takes, you know. And um, but even with intimate partners, I have to say that for a while in my life, I was not outspoken, and this negatively affected. My relationships with these people because ultimately I started feeling like every time every time I would not say what's on my heart or not speak from my true self, especially in terms of being an artist and all the visions I have creatively, it would like a little piece of me would die Mm. and a little piece of me would feel like I was being a coward and not honoring my word to myself. And, um, like, in a, in a larger view, the creator for everything I was given. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like I was betraying myself. And so that caused a little bit of... I, I can't say resentment because ultimately I kept putting it on myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big, like... I'm going to hold this in. Nah, I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to eat that. Nah, because I should have spoken on it in the moment, in the moment, yeah. in the moment. So that, um, I would say, definitely negatively affected. And also on them made them think, or certain people made them think that it was okay to treat me certain ways mm-hmm. and to behave in certain ways and to take my passiveness or quietness for something that it really wasn't. Oh my God. So, <laughs> I'm now I'm on are. the other side. I'm coming out of that. Mm-hmm. And now certain people can't handle it when I do like, all right, well, I'm like, i get my New York core on them. All right, well, <laughs> this is what it is. All right, and this is how I feel about it. Okay. And I just want what I want. And I, I just, I don't understand why. And then it's like, whoa. All right, but I mean it's not all about you. Yeah. And like everything can't be, and I'm like, but when it was the other way, so so which one is it? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. but anyway, so yeah. How about that's you how work in accepted? progress? It always is. Man, she just opened up so many doors. Yeah. <laughs> you feel the the yes. the, the cash was in the air, right? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Go back. Go back. We don't wanna know we
1: done with you. I think the most important thing, um, is boundaries like Mm. boundaries is so important as a creative dealing with people whether it's intimately or friends or family or any of that it's boundaries and like being boss enough to like respect your own boundaries you know what I'm saying like like holding yourself accountable right because I used to do a lot too um intimately and otherwise like familial things happening too because you know i you should respect your elders yeah my father stuff like that um until you just get to a point where you old enough to realize no your parents are just like they're just adults they do things too yeah um and they make mistakes yes and they project just like a lot of other people in this world they project um and for me it's been the same thing as far as um being able to bring my full self to a situation and be okay and comfortable in it because I've always been like, well, maybe I'm just a little too loud or maybe it's just a little bit too much mm-hmm. Now I'm at a point where like, I'm like it's a dub <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you're gonna get all this work all this. and you're either gonna like it or you're not you get yeah. it. like I'm very much on a pathway right now of like you get in where you fit in. Yes. <laughs> like, if you can roll with, yes. how, with how I move, then wonderful, we could roll together, right. or we could roll separate. Yeah, I
0: feel so. I definitely just to piggyback on the boundaries. Um, I think a combination of boundaries and expectations, like clear expectations, clear. because as a creative, you know, we're kind of all over the place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very ambitious, and we invest fully into our dreams and our ideas and our visions, and expressing that sometimes is difficult to a partner, especially if that partner isn't as creative as you. Um, And then, you know, they have expectations and Mm -hmm. as a creative, sometimes you can't even as a human being, yeah. you can't meet everybody's
2: expectations right. all the time. It's like you're in a relationship with your, yourself. Like being a creative is like an extra relationship with yes. yourself. Yeah, in your <laughs> first. So, <laughs> so you're like, uh, Oh, you want to do this? Uh, hold on, let oh. me talk to my creative self. Uh, right. Can
1: we, can we do
2: this? Can we handle it? Can, can, you
1: can you we do, the the do that
0: <laughs> Right. So what do you find that you gravitate to the most when it comes to like dating? Do you find that it's um, easier to... Date a creative person or the opposite? Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Yeah.
2: Why do we have to talk about dating? I don't know. I, just, yeah. I thought it was fun. It was fun. She said it was going to be fun. Fun,
1: fun um, she says.
2: Um, <laughs> you know what? The If the question is easy, it's super easy to like fall in like and love and lust with the creative. Yeah. That's super easy. Absolutely. We all tapping into inspirations and you coming from a different part of the creative spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you do that? Oh, oh, and then don't be like really good at what you do. Then it's like, oh, oh damn. Okay, <laughs> spirit, soul, talk to me. Where'd yes. you get that right. from? Right. Where'd you get that from? Tell me about your bit. Like, you right, know, it's right, super right. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, logistically, <laughs> feasibly, um, sometimes it's a clash because um both of you just wanna live out your unicorn lives and um sometimes there's like not enough room in one night for everybody's issues, yeah. positive and negative. Yeah. And sometimes both of you need balance and both of you are not able to be the counterpart to that balance. Yeah. So if if you can be and rotate that it's great. But if you can't, sometimes it just puts a strain on things. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just, like, competing energy sometimes. Yeah. I could definitely see that.
1: Yeah. I, I totally agree with that statement. I'm as far as, like, dating or being interested in a creative. Because there's a lot of layers yeah. to, like, unfold yeah. when you're dealing with a creative person. And how their creative meshes with your creative. And, like, do you guys actually mesh? Or are you just and like, right? Like, yeah. you're, just, you're just all mesmerized by their everything by yeah. their all that good <laughs> their stuff their their style yeah, their flame, yeah. the um, way they dress right 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 just the whole the whole package what about, about the
0: non-creatives out there i like to say Ugh. yeah somebody on set <laughs> yeah, yeah. somebody
2: on set shouted out um that the commoners are boring as well <laughs> we agree with that statement so <laughs> um, <laughs> Not for nothing. I mean, see, but but here's the thing, though. Sometimes that's a great thing, it cause is. sometimes you need not to not to disrespect you, but sometimes you need somebody who's just boring as fuck. Don't want to do <laughs> shit. They want to stay in. They want to, you know, they they that stable rock. They they don't even understand what you do. They just support it. Yes. Yeah, they just like, yo, that's yes. my boo, though. Yes. I don't even. I can't. I don't even, even know. But, yeah, but but she that killed makes that, right? Happy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 whatever yeah. It makes you happy. And sometimes you need that. You know what I mean? Instead of somebody who's gonna be so into what you're doing or like so into the rabbit hole of what creativity is that they're gonna miss your more human
0: needs. Yeah. Um, um, that makes, yeah. Sense, that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. I that feel like
0: non-creative sense. people seem to be a little bit more disconnected though like mm-hmm. um from like the emotions that are involved in being a creative. I That's feel like true. They just don't get it. Like you just don't get it. <laughs> I just want to create you want me we to sit here and eat popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, well, great. I, great stuff. I want to play a game. You guys want to play a yes, game? Play Is it going to be fun fun or like... Yeah, right, right. It's going to be dating. fun. Okay. I'm telling you. do it. It's not going to be about dating. I promise. It's <laughs> a dating <Yay>. um, game. <laughs> Check out my people at Regal Star Apparel for some dope hoodies, t-shirts, sweatsuits and more. I really love their style. Their designs have this creative yet classic artsy vibe to it. Their clothes is comfortable, affordable, and it's just all around dope. And all our viewers and listeners can get 10% off when they use code JRose10 at checkout. Shop Regal Star Apparel at regalstaronline.com. Follow them on IG at Regal Star Apparel. So we're going to play our off-the-top game, which is a segment where we play a random improv game. Nobody knows what it is. I'm going to give you guys some cards to pick from and it's going to tell us what game we're going to play. And those of you at home can play too. And um, let's see how you guys do. Ready? Yes. Pingo, girl. Pingo, girl. Pingo, girl. a a girl. Oh. What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, I've never played this one before. We haven't played this one yet. I'm so excited. Where are the cards? Oh, yes, yes. I got a stash of games under here. (laughs) okay so you guys are gonna take uh three cards out of this deck three cards don't look don't look one from the back okay now those are your memes and i'm gonna come up with a scenario out of one of these cards and you have to show me the meme that best Goes with God. what I say on the card. <laughs> okay. okay, and I guess the funniest one wins. Oh gosh, <laughs> you got some good ones, be great. I have been out of the loop because I didn't even know these were meets. So a couple of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First card. When you remember what you look like in sixth
1: grade. okay all right so we just oh, want yeah. to show it we just yeah let me, it just well, it. let me see yours first wait <laughs> wait <laughs> <laughs> oh no it baby says, oh no oh, baby God, what do. is she doing what is
0: I doing on oh
1: gosh um, I don't even know what this is. <laughs>
0: oh, Is this what you look like in sixth grade? All right, first of all, first of all,
2: nah, it's actually kind of perfect. Cause I was on my chub chubs in sixth grade. Aww, yes. No. I was a thickums in sixth grade, but I was so, a cute little chocolate dump of a thickums. Not
0: only is this her reaction, but so, this
2: is what she looks so like. So accurate. Sweetie. Just so adorable. <laughs>
0: thickums. Too thick for good. Our director is dying right now. <laughs> trick-or-treating and someone gives you a box of raisins. I'm just upset. <laughs> I, <just, laughs> I used to oh, get I got so it. mad. I, damn, I should have grabbed
1: some cards too. Oh, gonna be funny. It's gonna be funny. Uh, you like raisins? I, no, I just imagine a really old person giving me raisins. <laughs>
2: And giving you a thumbs up. So I
1: feel like this is. And you know me. what? I'm the young
2: person that got that box of raisins, and this is mine. <laughs> oh, no. So, so, so take
0: it, Combs. You don't say. like raisins. Uh, not for trick
2: or treat. <laughs> Maybe
0: All it's right. Sweet. You heard it here first. Oh Don't gosh. give out raisins or you get your raisin. house burnt do. down. Yeah, come on, at
2: least some chocolate covered ones. Or right, something. right. Raisinets. All yeah. right, all right. All right.
0: Last one. Let me see what's in this pot. So this many is horrible. Ideas. Yeah, this is. I play this game with my kids all the time. <laughs> when you get a painful front wedgie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Because oh no! My- <laughs> Oh my god, I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) How how appropriate and perfect.
2: It's a spot on. Yeah, I don't oh really my know god.
0: Talk of yo. Where that came I'm in tea, I'm literally <laughs> in tears right now. Thank God I don't have like a ton of makeup. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was such that was a specific such a good question. Laugh. Oh my god. I know. I'm, I yes. had to read it though. A woman wrote that. Oh, I had, had to be. read it. Mm-hmm. This is a real question. Okay. <laughs> April front had wedgies exist, people. They do Right? Oh, front wedgies matter.
2: Guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to wrap up with asking the same mm-hmm. question that I ask every single guest at the end of every episode. Um, and it's based on my theory that creative people are like superheroes. We're like mm-hmm. mutants. We're magical creatures. Yes. Um, so what I want to know from you guys is what is your
1: superpower? Mm, I want to say being tenacious. Like tenacity. Um, I've been through a lot mm. of stuff. In my life in like all different avenues and stuff that was meant to completely break me down and destroy me. Mm-hmm. Has never. Um I'm I've just been lucky enough to always find some way to channel it into something better, something mm-hmm. bigger, something something that keeps this glow going, baby. Okay. Yes. okay, I hear that.
0: Okay. Honey. Oh,
1: chocolate.
2: <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> okay. Hey, we singing. Um you, Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. good. Mine uh, is bridging off that. I would say transformation. Mm. Transformation. Constantly turning negatives and neutrals into positives and and leverages. Mm. Just constantly. You know? Yes. -hmm. You saw me like this, but now you see me like this. Mm. I was here. Now Mm -hmm. I'm here. I didn't have this. Now
0: I have this. That's beautiful. Thank you. Some dope superpowers. Mm. So please, please tell our beautiful audience out there where they can find you,
1: Sam. Yeah. Um. You can find me on IG at poems and poise. There's a really crazy explanation for it, which we'll talk about another time. But there are periods between every letter. Poems, p. dot o. dot underscore and to each letter. Yeah. And underscore and then poise.
0: Don't worry, it's going to be, like, somewhere here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And where can we find you? You can do the gram. You can do Instagram.
2: Amelia, E-M-I-L-I-A, is, I-S, Emily, E-M-M-A-L-E-E. Amelia is Emily. And that's on all platforms.
0: Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. And please follow us at our new Instagram. J Rose Experience, the new, one. The new, new, one. new, new
2: one. one. You
0: said no new friends, but that's a lie. My lies, Because you're going to go on the gram <laughs> and you're going to have some new friends by following us. Yes. At J Rose Experience. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget, guys, keep growing. Yeah. Peace. Peace.